Hey everybody, what's going on? Uh, welcome to Broke Box Office. This is Luke that you're hearing here. And this voice means Zach is talking. That's right. That's how voices work. Uh, <laughs> we're brothers who watch free movies and talk about them for you on this podcast. Um, let's see. I guess uh, we hope everybody's doing okay out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we We record in advance a lot of times, which is why in the last two episodes you didn't hear us saying anything about all the craziness that's going on, but yeah. I hope everyone is staying safe and staying at home. And uh, luckily we record this remotely, you know, so uh, and God knows there's nothing stopping us from watching more free movies than ever today. Yeah, for real. So, we record very remotely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're out here for you guys uh, still having fun watching movies and, you know, maybe you have more time than usual on your hands to, get away for a little bit, watch some dumb old films and have some fun and then join us. So yeah, we're going to keep trucking uh, in the spirit of that this week. What did we have, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I guess I chose this sort of like right at the beginning of, of the craziness, but it ended up being kind of a fun, I guess, distraction because this movie is totally wild. Uh, it is called Hollywood Hot Tubs from 1984 that's right there's a lot of distractions in this movie um Mm -hmm. so let's get started just the ones you're imagining based on the name oh yeah oh yeah there's plenty of that too though (laughs) so i'll talk a little bit about the cast first off um Mm -hmm. let's see there really is there's nothing there's nothing what you're kidding me (laughs) yeah i know right it's crazy um, I mean, the I would say, uh, at least from what I looked at, the most prolific actor is the guy who plays Al. Um, mm. okay. And even him, like, he's not, I mean, he's in a bunch of stuff, but it seems like as just kind of as like some guy, like he's in Die Hard 2, but okay. his role is engineer, you know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um he does have a lot of like one episodes in TV shows going way, way back. You know, he's in one episode of Dukes of Hazards, uh-huh. one episode of Chips, nice. uh, one episode of, you know, going way back, Starsky and Hutch, mm-hmm. uh, Police Story. His first credit, I mean, goes all the way back to 1965 in wow. Gomer Pyle USMC. <laughs> Oh boy, what? Wait, who's yeah, what is Gomer so Pyle from? Him. He's from is he from Andy Griffith or what is originally? I think Andy Griffith originally, okay. yeah. So apparently that is a spin-off. It is, wow. It's about Gomer Pyle. All right, sure. Marines. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um he's probably the most prolific, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. There's also I mean a couple more people I can talk about just because they hit interesting things. We have Jewel Shepard and Remy O'Neill, who play Crystal and Pam Landers, respectively, okay. which is the mom and her daughter. Yeah. Um, they are the only ones who, the only reason I bring them up really is because they're the only ones who return for Hollywood Hot Tubs 2. <laughs> um, oh my God. And reprise their roles. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Which was in 1990. Yikes. Like, how on earth how on earth did they go six years and then decide let's make a sequel 
to this movie. Yeah, what it, it <laughs> what suddenly made them think like the time mind. is now right for hot tub time? I I keep I, fucking <laughs> saying hot tub time machine in my head. Hot and, tub like, time machine. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood hot tubs. Yeah, I've done that once or twice too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But um, Jewel Shepard, who's the one who plays the daughter, um, she actually has a fair number of credits as well. Okay. And she, as far as I could tell, has the most recent credit out of anyone in the whole film. She was in a, a movie in 2017. Oh, wow. Um, All right. So good for her. What was it called? <laughs> it's called Slasher.com. So, mm, uh, sounds you know, pretty awesome. Who knows? She also did... Because this is, you know, one of my favorite things we've been looking at a lot recently is crossover into the animated voiceover world. Mm -hmm. She did, quote, additional voices on The Garfield Show. Oh, man. So good for her, I guess. I bet she was some of those Uh, uh, farm animals on that one weird segment. Yeah, right. Um so I, I'll briefly talk about, like, I guess our core three. We have, like, the guy who plays Sean, the woman who plays Leslie, and the guy who plays Jeff. Right. All of them really have basically nothing. They all have, really? like, less than 15 credits on IMDb. I thought um, Jeff yeah. in particular was, like, pretty good as far as, like, this movie goes. Yeah, he's good at doing the thing that he does. He has he literally has six credits wow. on IMDb. Huh. It's bizarre. So I'm sure that, you know, all three of these people just decided to pursue other things. I hope they did and good for him and I or good for them rather. And I hope they're doing well. Yeah. Um, but there's really nothing there. OK. Uh, last thing, I guess uh, I guess I got to talk about uh, Edie Williams, uh, who plays Desiree, who okay. and help me out here. I believe that's that's like the dominatrix woman. I think I think so. Yeah. The, the Tarzan lady. <laughs> yeah. Because she apparently is this kind of personality just amongst in the kind of like in this kind of world. Really? Or yeah, she became famous for like wearing really revealing outfits to like award shows and stuff. (laughs) Um, All right. So, yeah, she's almost more famous as kind of a personality even than as an actress. But, you know, you go on her IMDb and she has probably the most credits out of anyone in the film she has like 50 credits wow but i mean All the last kind of one stuff. yeah i mean the last one's called snatch masters six so Yo, all right yeah i feel okay, like so wait, she does she do like actual porn i don't know i really don't because obviously <laughs> a lot of that stuff is not you know on imdb or whatever right. but i gotta believe that because when i click on snatch masters six the IMDb page says the plot is unknown at this time, and that's all there is on it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> okay. Um, I assume that yes, that at some point she took the uh, it, it made the step from softcore uh, genre stuff to porno. Okay. Uh, that's what it seems like. Yeah. And if she did, uh, good for her. Um, so yeah, <laughs> she nice. was the one that um. I saw a lot of people talking about in the comments on the YouTube, you know, upload of what we watched. Oh, really? So I was like, okay. oh, she must be somebody. So yeah, she's known. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I wonder if people watch this for her. I bet, honestly. So I feel like a lot of times, like with these types of movies, people are looking for like specific people. Right. Um, so that's really 
all there is. I mean, yeah. it, it seems fitting that, you know, in this type of film, the three leads who play actual characters and have dialogue and kind of drive the film didn't really do much else. Mm -hmm. And the people who are kind of of note are the people who are just there, you know, as, uh, you know, with their with their boobs out. Because that's <laughs> yeah. is kind of the, the point of the film. Yeah. I mean, it's the real draw, I would have to assume. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say what like did you get sort of and this was more so from like just his looks than his actual like acting or anything. But the main guy, Sean, looked to me a lot like Sylvester Stallone in, in certain ways. Yeah. And think, that yeah. was funny to me because like, you know, Stallone sort of famously got his start in this type of movie. Right. <laughs> or I think even like even harder stuff. I could see that that's the kind of thing they were going for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, not too surprising, I guess. My side is kind of, you know, the people work more, but a lot of it is this type of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, directed by a guy named Chuck Vincent. He has 55 directing credits, but pretty much all of it seems to be this kind of thing. Yeah. And it was all in the 70s and 80s. Uh, I took down a couple names that made me laugh, like Sex Pot or Party Girls or Babes <laughs> in Joyland. Oh, my God. Um you know, he also has written, produced, and edited a lot of his own stuff. Like, you know, he, he's like a one-man uh, crew for this kind of thing, I guess. I mean, what do we, you know, we keep kind of dancing around it. Like, what do we call this? Like, what is the genre of this film? It's softcore porn, right? Like, like yeah. basically. It's that, but it's also like, but it's not exactly that. Yeah. There is very little actual, like sex it's just like boobs pop out i i made a note you know for the first i think like two-thirds of the movie all of the nudity is like comedic yeah in tone yeah definitely. and then there's like two sex scenes so i think it's more of like that kind of sex comedy thing more so than like a soft core type movie yeah is how i would sort of sort of categorize it just with a lot more nudity than usual <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and, and you know, I don't use that moniker as a way of like putting the film down in any way because I I No, of course not. What I imagine is that and you know, I I read the YouTube comments like I was saying and one of the things I saw more than one person say was, you know, like I remember watching this movie as a kid like on Cinemax or whatever and that's the reason you watch it was because that's the only way you can see boobs, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is before, you know, yeah we have uh, <laughs> yeah access to you know whatever on the internet so i feel like this is sort of an artifact of like this era that that you know we don't necessarily i guess you could say we don't need stuff like this anymore but yeah i think it's kind it, of funny it definitely doesn't seem like it's made much anymore no yeah definitely not but yeah, I think it's it's funny to see people make, you know, this kind of movie that is clearly for at least partially for the purpose of just seeing boobs, but yeah. there still is honestly with this one a surprising amount of like filmmaking that goes into it. Mhm. Mm yeah, just what lots of weird shit and yeah. stuff they didn't have to do. Yes. Like <laughs> I mean <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's like a whole genre of thing. Like when I think of, you know, saying like a soft core movie, I think more of those like erotic thriller type things, I guess. Yeah. Or like Grindhouse stuff. Well, not so much Grindhouse, but like, you know, I don't know if 
you know like seduced by my doctor yeah or like yeah but then again that's just kind of like erotic thrillers that are have like zero sex and nudity that are just sort of made like for the lifetime channel and stuff like that so there's right like it's hard to categorize i think it's at some point but this this here definitely falls into a category of movie that was made for a long time mm-hmm. um and you know i guess you saw some in sort of the mainstream I, i've never seen porkies but i've heard that it's like i don't think it's quite to this level but these movies are like well if you like that kind of thing but you want more yeah we'll just do these and then release them straight to video so you don't have to like although right. i did see that this got a, a theatrical release <laughs> which oh, surprised did? me that's surprising yeah <laughs> i mean a, a company was listed for distribution theatrically so yeah you know dang <laughs> um but yeah you know all that's to say yeah when i say this kind of stuff that's what i mean like you know young nurses in love was another one that i took down right and i assume they all have like plots most of them i think are comedies most likely i i watched another movie a while ago which um i'm a big fan of the uh flop house podcast which right yeah you could probably tell just by like the nature of this podcast but, <laughs> um they mentioned a couple times this one movie called the great bikini off-road adventure so oh i was God. like you know i watched that one time and it's it's a very similar thing to this of where it's just like vague plot is happening and right. also like boobs pop out constantly right and and it was like a whole thing and just people just made it released it and it was on video and you could i guess so you could because they still did still make porn back then but i think right. this was just like i guess a more respectable way of doing it and also it could be shown on those like tv channels too right yeah it was easier to access i assume yeah yeah you couldn't like go into a video store well i mean i guess you probably could <laughs> anyways yeah but not without your parents finding out you know you know what i'm saying True, like you yeah. risk if you if you actually go to like a stag theater or if you go to like a dirty movie store or whatever then you know you risk getting caught i feel like it's easier and again i wasn't you know alive in the 80s much less like a 14 15 year old kid yeah. but i imagine that was the point was like mm-hmm. you can put it on your tv like in your room if you have one or like after your parents go to bed or whatever mm-hmm. and just turn to cinemax and just like see stuff like this yeah um anyways <laughs> yeah i'll just like just wanted to talk about that briefly yeah i mean it's it's interesting like yeah. you know i don't know if we'll ever do one of these types of movies on the show again so right <laughs> it's good to sort of like say our impressions on it right um i can just run real quickly written by two guys one named craig harl who mostly just wrote this kind of stuff another one named mark board though who only has two writing credits but then got into producing uh, a lot of stuff like this but then he had a gap between a movie in 2002 and then a movie in 2016, I think. Jeez. And then he'd started producing stuff like Friend Request, which, you know, is a shitty horror movie, but then 47 Meters Down and then Hostiles and Hurricane Heist Wait, and Replicas, like blockbustery type movies. I producing them, you said? Yeah, producing them. That's wild. After producing this kind of stuff throughout like the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange to see. I don't know, like what what caused him to have a resurgence like that, but you know, good job, I guess. Hurricane yeah. Heist is a crazy movie. Yeah, um, he was also one of the producers, along with Seymour Board, who I assume is related to him. Seymour has like just a few production credits similar to this one. Uh, the other producers, Colleen Meeker and Kenneth Reich, uh, also very similar stuff. 
uh, get on down to music by Joel Goldsmith, who IMDb said was an Emmy winner. Oh, so good job geez. for him. Um, he has 70 composer credits, including, and I think this is probably where his, his Emmy came from. He seems to be the main composer for the Stargate uh, media franchise because he's, okay. he has credits on like all of their series and like movies and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's probably where like, you know, most of his notoriety comes from. He's done a couple Very other cool. things. I noticed he did Maniac Cop 3, which <laughs> I gotta watch because I didn't know there was a third one. Uh, he did two of the Star Trek movies also, just in the sound department. Yeah. Cinematographer Larry Ravine has 97 credits. Jesus. And seemingly it's all this kind of stuff or the like, you know, melodramatic thriller version of this type of thing. Sure. Like, you know, looking through all of his titles, it, you know, he stayed, he found his wheelhouse, I guess. Yeah. Um, Damn. I, and I did see last year he, he did uh, like a short film. So he was still working, I guess. And then we get down to my spotlight, which is my favorite part. Uh-huh. Uh, I chose him because his name is BJ Davis. And I was like, <laughs> that's a hilarious name for someone who worked on this movie. Uh-huh. But I was surprised to learn that this man is a member of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. I think it's what's called <laughs> the Academy. Right. Um, he's in the he did stunts for that. He was a stunt coordinator for this movie. He's in the Hollywood Stuntman Hall of Fame. It, it says he was a stunt double for five Academy Award winners. Tom Hanks, Jack Nicholson, Tommy Lee Jones, Michael Caine and Art Carney. What? And he holds two world records, a fall from a helicopter into an ocean from 180 feet. And I don't know what this means, but aerial neck suspension beneath a helicopter at 70 miles per hour at a thousand feet for 20 minutes. And I was like, surely he wasn't like hanging by his neck for 20 minutes. I don't know what that means. He has 147 stunt credits. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think what stunts he could have possibly. I guess there's sort of a brawl at the end. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, looking through his, Dude, his that's you know, credits, it's a lot of so older fun. stuff that I didn't really recognize, but yeah. yeah. Um, the Arsenio Hall show, I guess, had some stunts on a couple episodes. It's okay. Puppet Master, Hot Shots, and Hot Shots Part 2. Ooh. Uh, Universal Soldier, which is impressive. Um, Army of Darkness, and then a bunch of other stuff. And then just recently, I guess not recently anymore, but Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was yeah, yeah. doing some stunts on. Dang. And then, you know, he, he has some producing and writing and directing credits as well. Not yeah. as many, but, you know, I was very surprised to find such a prestigious person. Yeah, you always find the coolest stuff in your little spotlight thing. I think that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. And then just, uh, <laughs> this also made me laugh. IMDb lists the production company of this movie as Holly Tubbs. What? <laughs> uh, and I clicked on it, and this was its only credit, so that seems fake. But, but that's fucking weird. You know, I looked up Vestron Video was right. like a, a logo that popped up at the beginning of the copy we watched. They right. released a VHS version, uh, and they don't exist anymore. So, you know, it's free to watch. I, I I don't even think it was ever released on DVD. Like I found a listing on Amazon for uh a PAL region DVD, but it's currently unavailable and it had no info about like who released it. So I don't, I think it might be a bootleg DVD release because <laughs> the only official releases I could find were like VHS copies. And then like, yeah. you know, I think USA played a, a version of it, which I was like, 
what really (laughs) well damn okay but yeah i i you know what i meant to look up i think the bigger mystery on this one is not like why it would be on youtube from the production company's like point of view but why it would be on youtube from i like i thought you couldn't have nudity on youtube i thought so too Uh, (laughs) it's interesting because you know i pulled this i pulled this up on my phone to like just like check how long it was or something like that and i wasn't like logged into Mm -hmm. youtube on my phone and it wouldn't let me watch it it was like you have to log into an account and confirm your age to be able to watch this oh really yeah and i was like okay so they know that it's like huh right but i'm in the same boat as you i thought that 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 it was not allowed but yeah apparently it is I mean, I guess YouTube, you can like rent movies on YouTube and like, I'm sure a lot of those movies have like are rated R for stuff. So maybe they allow it if it's like movies or, or I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe just can't monetize it. Like I'm sure this person's getting no money. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, that would make sense. Anyway. Anyway. Should we talk about the quote unquote plot of this fucking movie? (laughs) Yeah. Let's try and, cause I mean. It begins uh, with a very long scene that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all you really need to know. I mean, let's skip over this because there's so much crazy stuff later. Yeah. You know, it's this kid. He's sort of like a delinquent and he and his friends vandalize the Hollywood sign. So it says Holly weed. Right. Totally cool, <laughs> bro. And Which then um, a thing that really happened. Like they actually used footage of like when the Hollywood sign yeah okay i didn't know that that was like a a thing that actually happened so i was like did they because you could tell that it they really did it right in the shot so i was like did they do this for this movie but i guess it was just a thing they had footage of yeah it happened at one point it also happened again really recently i think right after weed went recreational in california somebody did uh, did it again yeah yeah it was cool nice yeah but yeah, this, you know, a cop catches them because they're just standing there laughing at their their good work. And he, well, I guess we should sort of talk about this scene because it's kind of crazy with with his parents and the probation officer. Yeah. Because how old is this guy? I thought he was like 19, 18 or 19. The, our main character? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they talk about like, oh, he's too old for military school, uh, but he's like not in college. Is he in school right now? I guess maybe it's summer uh yeah wait they very strange and he looks like he's like 28 what do they mean by he's too old for military school i have no yeah now that i think about it i have no idea he could be like 23 24 i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean i guess like maybe like military high school maybe they they were talking about or i don't know but yeah and and then oh my god they they want to like put him to work with his uncle al and he says i'd rather I'd rather take the jail time. Right. And the probation officer has a line here. Oh, boy, does he. I don't know if you you wrote down. He says, you're not black, you're not brown, and you're not part of any gang, so you'd last as long down there as vanilla ice cream in hell. Yep. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) Because it's just, like, very weird. Yeah. I guess it's not. Like, I guess he's just saying there's a lot of gangs of multicultural people in prison. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> and it was, then they very odd. They start talking about the butt slammers in jail that are uh, which butt is, slammers, dude, butt slammers, man. And this, they say this like more than once. Like, this is not just a, mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. And then 
And then he, yeah, he agrees to take the job. And his mom says, we're just trying to save you from the butt slammers. Right. It's like, yeah. whoa, what a weird tone of voice to say that word in. Right. And she's also like, what a time to lose my Valium or whatever. It, right. It, right away, it kind of sets the tone of like, this is a this is a jokey, absurd, uh, irreverent kind of film. Like, this is what mm-hmm. this is going to be. Yeah. So, so all that's out of the way. He, he's basically, he has to go work for his uncle or he's going to jail. So he's there to work for his uncle who is a plumber, I guess. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a plumbing, heating and air kind of guy. Something like that. Yeah. But who like seems to mostly work on hot tubs. Yeah. It's like his specialty. And cauldrons. (laughs) Apparently. Um, Yeah. Oh man. But that's where he shows up. We meet the other characters for the first time. So he, he, yeah. he gets to the job. Uh, you know, his uncle Al kind of owns and runs it. Mm-hmm. And then we meet Leslie and Jeff, who are the other employees. Yes. Um, Actually got names this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very confusing uh, because one of the first things, there's a lot in this movie that like is directly contradictory to other stuff that happens later in the movie. But mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the first things that happens is like the character Leslie is talking to Al and she's like, how are you going to pay for him? Like, we can't afford any other employees. You're going to, you know, you're going to go bankrupt. And he's like, well, figure it out. And then later in the movie, everyone's always talking about like, it's great money and how much money they make. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's so dumb. There's so many yeah. contradictions in here. <laughs> Maybe it was just like this one big contract that like suddenly they're rolling in cash or something. I don't know. Maybe. But it also the the sort of relationship between the three main characters, Sean, Leslie and Jeff changes constantly. Yeah. Like especially between Jeff and Sean, like initially yep. they're sort of like rivals and then they become like friends and then they become rivals again and then they become friends again. And then he like, <laughs> it's, it's very, back and forth which i guess you know could be realistic but uh yeah you know right away we see that jeff is interested in leslie leslie has a policy to not date co-workers yeah um sean is hitting on leslie and and she sort of is seems a bit more receptive than she is to jeff and then you know this will all pay off later i guess um <laughs> but <laughs> al takes sean with him on on the big sales call yeah so they're going to hollywood hot tubs which is uh, just kind of like a hot tub sex club, like brothel almost kind of situation. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. They go to a lot of these types of places. And yeah. I think they're supposed to be like bathhouses. Yeah. And I just made like air quotes with my fingers. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Basically. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if this type of thing exists anymore either, really. I don't think so. Anyway, they, you know, they're trying to get this contract to work on the hot tubs at Hollywood Hot Tubs, right? Because there's a bunch of them in there that would make a lot of money. Uh, it would be a good deal. Mm-hmm. And the place is owned by Pam Landers. Yes. Character Pam. Uh, and her daughter, Crystal, yes. is the receptionist. Let's talk about but that. Blew, <laughs> yeah, that blew my mind when she was when she first said, like, oh, my daughter, the receptionist or whatever, because Crystal sounds like fucking borat she has this yeah. weird accent <laughs> borat is a good comparison i think I, 
She sounds exactly like Borat, dude. I don't know if she was trying to just do like a Valley Girl accent and was just really bad at it yeah. or what. To me, it kind of sounded like she was doing like a, a trying to do like a surfer dude teen accent. Right. Like, oh, we got a bunch of kind of like the guy from from Three Ninjas. Like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Like, we got to get our hot tubs ready. Yeah, exactly. But But she's just terrible at it. And yeah, and you can immediately tell that it's not her real voice. Yeah, because she's not, you know, I was like, okay, maybe she's like Italian or something, maybe. But no, she's from Brooklyn, you know, (laughs) she's like the actual actress herself. She's not. So I don't know what's going on there, but it's hilarious. Yeah. And well, and she also has a habit of (laughs) wearing half shirts. And then I don't know how she does it, but constantly just bouncing her boobs. Like she'll be standing still but her boobs will be bouncing up and down. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like you, like you can tell a lot of practice or something. Cause... You can tell it's a direction that she got like for the whole film. They were mm-hmm. like, all right, your character has bouncy tits. So make sure that that's always happening. Mm-hmm. And it is. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Whenever you're walking anywhere, whenever you're like talking to anyone, whenever you're just like standing still. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. But anyways, anyways. the plot, <laughs> uh, Basically, what happens is Al is unable to like seal the deal because um, Pam is like she wants a, a an estimate or whatever about like how much it'll cost. And he's like, well, I have to like run the numbers and stuff. And he's also getting distracted by how like, quote unquote, you know, sexy Crystal and Pam are. And he's mm-hmm. just kind of turned into a bumbling idiot. And so he's unable to close the deal. Yeah. And they fucking leave. It's yeah. not even that he can't close the deal. It's like he turns down her deal because she's like, you know, let's do it. Let's let's get in business. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah. what? It's weird. He's not a good businessman. No, he's not. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, I, I did enjoy the scene directly after this where we're back in the. They seem to also like sell hot tubs because. Yeah. Uh, you have there's this scene where these two old ladies are in and they're gonna buy hot tub mm-hmm. and you know the leslie's like oh this will be great it'll have some great like restorative qualities or whatever and they're like we want to use it to get laid yeah <laughs> it's 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 kind of funny they're pretty good <laughs> i mean yeah like it's a classic joke and, yeah and it's done pretty well and they talk about you know we want like the the six person like yada yada for orgies and whatever mm-hmm. and then when uh when Al and Sean get back, they like invite Sean to come have an orgy at their place. And it's yeah, like, <laughs> it's silly. Um, what happens next? I mean, this is when Sean and uh, Jeff. Oh, is it Jeff? yeah. Did I fuck it up. Or is it Jeff? Yeah. Sean and Jeff bond now. Yeah. They go on their first call, right? They go on their first. Uh... Yeah. And this is where you get, you kind of, <laughs> uh, you kind of get what this is going to be, what this whole movie is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because they go to like fix the hot tub. Uh, Jeff leaves Sean, and Sean is like crawling in this crawl space underneath to like fix a pipe or something. Mm-hmm. And the owners, ostensibly of the house, like come home and just get naked and start having sex on top of the deck that yeah. Sean is underneath. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's Sean is an interesting character. Let's talk about Sean a little bit yeah. because he's not overly lascivious, like at all. Really, he's no. not. Um, he never. I like, mean, I guess if he was if he was a really good guy, he would probably, you know, say something and be like, "Hey, I'm I'm under here. Put your clothes back on." <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't. You know, it's not like he's under there like whacking off. He's just like, "What's going on?" Yeah. He's like, uh, "Yeah, oh no." Yeah. 
Like I was expecting the movie to be like, you know, they go to, you know, a place and like have a sort of like sexual encounter and they get involved with it. And, you know, yeah. like fuck all these different people. Yeah. That's not what happens at all. Like Sean is constantly like, oh, what are you doing? Get off. <laughs> yeah. Like I was expecting because the way we're whole the whole fucking setup for Sean's character is like he's always getting arrested all the time. and He's always getting in trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we yeah. met Jeff and as soon as they like they're going out on a call together, I was like, OK, Jeff is going to be like the babysitter or whatever. And he's going to constantly be like grabbing Sean by the collar and be like, come on, lover boy, let's go or like whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not what happens at all. Yeah. Sean is just always like sorry lady i gotta work i gotta fix the hot tub yeah i mean that's where like it's so weird all of the nudity here in the first the first part of the movie is just comedic where it's like what boobs ah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's exactly what it is (laughs) it's weird but yeah this is also where we're introduced to jeff's sort of running gag that he has a card in his wallet for every situation yeah (laughs) yeah he has one that says like FBI or whatever, and yeah, you know. yeah. He just like has a scene with some girls where he like fumbles the cards around to show that he has a bunch, and then they will come back later. But yeah, he comes back, and and him and Sean see the people having sex, and they're just like, Ugh! and then it yep. cuts, and they're at the next house. <laughs> yeah, yep. It it feels like this whole movie feels like the first five minutes of you know a dozen different pornos yeah yeah. that's what it seems like to me Mm -hmm. they're just they're constantly introducing these scenarios yeah but then it never nothing ever happens they just fucking leave yeah so the the next one i i forgot is not a house it is one of these clubs uh that is i guess like asian themed uh it's a it's an asian massage parlor right right and and sean walks inside he hits a gong and some some Asian ladies come out, and some some kind of racist stuff happens for a little bit. <laughs> but oh yeah, I think they're just Boy kind of messing it. with him though. Like they they're trying, they like don't understand what he's there for. They think he's there to like yeah. I don't know, pay them to have sex with him, I guess, or or what? Right. Yeah. And then he like makes some mention of like calling someone, or like they get the boss out, and the boss is like thinks he's in the mafia like i did not understand what was going on here yeah um it's really dumb yeah jeff comes to the rescue by pulling out a card that says he's from the department of immigration (laughs) right it's like which is so gross Mm -hmm. and then he takes gross he takes those two girls off i guess to like does he have sex with them i don't know like ostensibly i don't know (laughs) meanwhile sean goes to actually fix the tub that they're there to fix and and we have a very confusing scene um with what did you say this lady's name was this is when we meet desiree for the first time right right yes so this is the woman i was talking about earlier everybody who uh i think is a porn star right (laughs) judging by my limited knowledge of her career Mm -hmm. basically a porn star but she's in like dominatrix gear she's all in leather and she's got like a whip and And sean is like like, not into that right it's it's interesting because it seems like she is a patron of this place not an employee because she thinks that he is there to please her right yeah yeah i think (laughs) it doesn't last very long anyway it it cuts away again you know she like ties him up somehow and then 
you know, she's like very, very into him. And he's like, oh, get off me, lady. And then all of a sudden he's into it. And Jeff's like, we got to get out of here. And he's like, oh, Jeff, come on. Give me a couple minutes. And I'm like, what? They Like, yeah, he has one line where he's like, get off me. And then like two seconds later, he's like, oh, come on, Jeff. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I, t- I literally took the note. Like, does this kid want to fuck or not? It's yeah. very confusing. Uh, he can't seem to decide. Yeah. But yeah, then I think my favorite scene of the movie happens next because we get some really great like LA night driving with some very 80s music and like cool neon aesthetics and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, appreciate this part. Yeah. Some of the music was very cool. Mm-hmm. And Is this when we get to the uh, the arcade scene? The arcade. Yeah. That's what's next. Yeah. So it's a little bit of out of work bonding between uh, Sean and Leslie and, and Jeff and like Leslie's friend or roommate or something anyway is there right uh they're like playing video games they're at the arcade and stuff uh leslie is clearly kind of warming up to sean they're flirting and jeff is getting jealous but not like i don't know he never does anything to like sabotage it yeah i mean you know now that i'm thinking back about it i think the the relationship there kind of does make sense like you know he was obviously into leslie but he knew that he couldn't have her so he's getting with these other girls but then when he sees that she is willing to like you know do stuff with someone from work then he's like well, what the hell yeah uh but you're right he never like you know there's like one moment later on where he does something kind of shitty yeah but he just seems to be trying to like get her to like him also he's not like doing anything bad really yeah he just wants to know like why not him yeah well he has a fucking internal monologue about that later but oh my god um, dude i did enjoy leslie's buying buys sean a soda here and sean i've never seen this in a movie before he he gets a suicide Mm -hmm. which is what we used to call it Mm -hmm. where it's like every soda in the thing but he calls it a multi-blaster yep and i was like that's such a better name (laughs) i like that part i I get that because also the the guy running the the snack stand or whatever kind of rolls his eyes at him and is like oh fine here Mm -hmm. i guess because it's like more work for you to make that soda (laughs) yeah to just like move your arm a little bit (laughs) yeah and i mean this scene kind of ends with uh this was funny to me because i was like okay this is clearly a a sex metaphor when they're playing the game and trying to get the high score Mm -hmm. uh they're like playing this one arcade game and leslie's the one playing it. i think it starts out as sean but then like he lets leslie play yeah and she's going to like get the high score and she's doing really good and everyone around her is also sort of cheering but just in a really overtly like sexual way <laughs> yeah i mean especially she, leslie she especially is like oh yeah oh i'm gonna get him oh yeah i'm gonna get the high school yeah oh yeah it's it's yeah it's so dumb but <laughs> it's hilarious it also is uh, funny because like and she does i mean yeah she you know i i i was like was it cool i guess it was cool in the 80s to like be good at video games i but guess they like there's a scene where you know, Jeff tries to take Sean home to get him out of the picture, but Leslie's like, oh, don't worry, I'll take him home. I want to I want to watch him play this game. And then as soon as she finishes this game, she's like, yeah. all right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And then leaves without Sean. I was like, what? You just said you're going to take him home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, she does do that. I forgot about that. <laughs> I guess she was like lost in the ecstasy. Yep. Video games will do that to you. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, then we then we have a scene of Back at Hollywood Hot Tubs, Jeff shows up in a disguise for some reason. Yep. Uh, he has been talking about how he would have made the sale that Al totally failed at. So now he's back and he sabotages some of the stuff 
to like, you know, make it seem like he knows how to fix things or like knows what's wrong with things. And like, right. You know, it's, I, I don't think anything really happens in this scene. He just gets him the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Oh, wait. And this is also when the thing with Pam happens. The what? The thing with Pam. His thing with Pam starts in this scene as well, doesn't it? Does it? I don't have a note about it, but it might have. Or is it in the next one? I know it, like, I feel like it almost is like, <laughs> as far as this movie goes, it's relatively slow. The thing, like, you know, there's obviously some initial attraction between them in this scene, but I don't know right. if they, like, do anything yet. Okay. Or, like, address it at all. I don't have a note um, on that, so I didn't remember where it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I was too distracted by the next scene where we meet Edgar Blood, I yeah. think his name is. Yeah, dude, when I was looking at the <laughs> actors, I was really hoping that that guy would be like some kind of really cool guy who did shit in like the 40s and 30s and stuff. Yeah, he's not. He's not, he's not at all. No, he has five credits. It. <laughs> yeah, it would have been such a cool, like just weird cameo part. They could have just gotten Vincent Price. I mean, they yeah. probably couldn't have, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's essentially an actor who does that type of thing. Mm-hmm. This is one of the dumbest scenes, too, because. Sean is is uh fixing a uh like a hot tub in on the back of a limo mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's ever been a thing. Yeah. If that's like a real thing, it seems like it wouldn't fucking work, right? <laughs> like the water would be all sloshing out and stuff. Yeah, I mean depending on how you're driving, I guess. It's a thing yeah. I've seen in movies and TV but never in like real life. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> who knows if that's real or not. Yeah. But yeah, he's in the back working while Jeff is inside just talking to Mr. Blood about something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the scene ends pretty quickly. They they drop him off at the, at the studio. Or no, they pick him up at the studio, drop him off at his house, which looks like a fucking castle. Yeah. And the, the driver has a hilarious line where he talks about how, uh, you know, Mr. Blood is like doing some new movie and he's like a very dedicated actor. And he says, last time he played Dracula, I got six perforated hickeys. Yeah. While I was driving. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And he goes, and he goes, if they if they pick up the sequel for that, I'm gonna quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like the driver. He was funny. Yeah. There's some good jokes in the movie, I feel like. Like I yeah. laughed more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. And this this sequence is probably the longest you go without seeing boobs in the whole movie probably yeah is the edgar blood sequence Mm -hmm. and and at this point i'm like why did we just see that i think because there were no boobs i was like i had the same okay yeah just just like to show that they have other customers or like what i don't you know it becomes clear later on though don't worry (laughs) yeah and you know that the lack of boobs that we're just talking about for the past like two minutes Mm -hmm. boy do they make up for it in the next fucking scene (laughs) yes yeah i mean you know really quick in between that we have sean sets up a date with leslie oh yeah and then him and jeff go off to work maintenance at a girls soccer club yep they're in the locker room Mm -hmm. and for some fucking reason there's no sort of signage or anything that says maintenance happening in the girls locker room Mm -hmm. they're just in there working on the whirlpool and this is when Jeff has his insane fucking uh, internal monologue, yeah. which is something that, look, if you're going to do that in a movie, if you're going to let us hear characters' thoughts, <laughs> there, you got, you, it, you, there's got to be a reason. And you got yeah. to make a decision to have that happen other than 
it just be you being a lazy writer and being unable to communicate to us in any other way what this guy is thinking. Yeah, that's what happens here. Like, it made me mad. I feel like if they just didn't have that dialogue, it would have worked. You see him looking at himself and looking at Sean. Like, yeah, you know, he's comparing the two. Yeah, and you know he could exactly even have a, just an out loud line like, "Man, what does she see in him?" Because that's yeah. a thing that you people say to themselves in movies. Yeah, not in real life, but it's better than. I also feel like you shouldn't have just one moment of an internal monologue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. But anyways, this is where, you know, the, the team comes in. They start taking their shirts off immediately. Yep. And Jeff pretends to be a movie producer and says that Sean is a movie director. And they all run and hop in the tub with him. And Jeff is like, I think this is what sort of like, you know, motivates him to he he calls Leslie to like sort of ruin her and Sean's relationship. Yes. I think because it doesn't it doesn't like that these girls don't understand that, like, I guess in order to get a job in his mo- fake movie, they would have to like, you know, be more in with the producer than the director. He's like, yeah. you guys don't know how showbiz works. His dumb skeevy plan goes awry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, yeah. He, I feel like he's just constantly being like outshone by Sean in every way. And, the, and at least during this segment of the movie, and he's just like, let's it get to him. Right. And again, it, it is never, clear exactly what sean's reaction to all the naked girls coming and mobbing him quite is because he's sort of just like oh whoa yeah like he doesn't protest precisely but he also doesn't ever advance anything on his own he just is sort of like going by what happens when leslie is there it seems like they're just he's just he especially is just kind of treating the girls like they have shirts on. Yeah. They're just like playing around in the hot. <laughs> like, yeah. He just doesn't notice that they are naked. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, Le- Leslie shows up, right? Yeah. The, well, she, she gets the call and, and sets out, you know, Jeff's like, we need a spare part. Uh, but we, we see a scene with Al and the probation officer. Oh yeah. Um, where, Al is sort of like defending Sean and his own business. And, you know, he has some line where he's like, we fix hot tubs. We don't make moral judgments. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder what this movie, this movie, like. It's a kind of cool little meta comment. Yeah. Like the stance that the movie has, there's a couple of points throughout where I'm like, this movie is, I guess, I don't know if I want to say progressive, but like not as bad as I thought I was going to be right. on that front. Yeah, I agree. But anyways, you know, it just, he's, Al is basically just not going to work with the probation officer. So now the probation officer is like going to be tailing Sean around places. Right. That's all you really need to know from that scene is that his probation officer is like basically spying on him Mm -hmm. and judging him. Yeah. What a dick. (laughs) What a prude. Um, But anyway, Leslie, you know, shows up at the fucking YMCA or whatever this is, Mm -hmm. comes into the, uh, the locker room and finds them there with all the naked chicks and is disgusted and, you know, storms out Mm -hmm. and Sean is understandably upset and something hilarious happens here because they're like playing games with a soccer ball or something. Yeah. And Sean is, is, is pissed and he throws the soccer ball like really hard Mm -hmm. in his anger against the far wall and it ricochets back and hits one of the girls in the face. <laughs> um, <laughs> it definitely seems like that and, wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, it definitely does. Because her reaction <laughs> is very much like, 
oh what the hell like (laughs) yeah it's like whoops yeah she very much like kind of tries to pretend it didn't happen right Mm -hmm. and then you know their date's canceled and the scene ends i guess and and now we have the scene with jeff and pam yeah uh i guess finalizing the deal i don't know but she pours them a drink and then asks to go for a swim and he's like oh i don't have a suit and then so she gets one for him but then he just gets naked right in front of her and then puts it on i yeah he changes right in front of her so i'm like okay at this point i feel like you don't need the suit if you're just (laughs) yeah just go skinny dipping i guess like why but um yeah, so oh she, my God. And then, she's coming on to him. He's <laughs> kind of enjoying it. It's the most baffling scene at this point. She she gives some backstory about Jeff's like, what happened to your husband? And she says, he ran away when Crystal was born. Oh God, and then we yeah. get what I thought was going to be an extended flashback, but I don't think is even a flashback. I think it's just like a flash sideways to like some bikers on the open road, yep. which I guess is her brother yep. who like scared off her ex yep. and then it cuts back and we are left wondering like why did we just see that <laughs> yep so pam has an overprotective intimidating biker brother yeah that's all you need to know basically yeah yeah um but yeah things go well but then they uh get it on mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they in the hot tub yep, yep. <laughs> and um she stops them like sort of right before things get really sexy and she's like we have a deal and then they get back to it. <laughs> and the camera pans away. Yeah. Yeah. So they're involved now. And, and you know, um, what's his name? What is it? Jeff. He seems like into it. He seems really like, okay, cool. Um, he seems into Pam. Yeah. You can, you can great, I guess. tell like right from the beginning that it's, it's not a thing of where he's trying to like seduce her to get the deal. It's she's like seducing him, if anything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, they, you know, and then now we realize why we saw that shot earlier, because the bikers arrived to California and one of these fucking bikers is basically animal from the Muppets. Yep. I don't know why they made this guy like he has big, long hair and a big, long beard. And he talks like, like, (laughs) what? What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> the first time he talked, I thought I, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't I got to rewind. I didn't hear what he said. But that's just how that's just a mm-hmm. device that they're using. That guy just doesn't talk. Yeah, that's just he's fucking Chewbacca. Yeah. Like and everyone understand. Not everyone, I guess. But like the main guy, Jesse, understands. him. <laughs> yep. It's so dumb. Anyways, her her mean brothers in town is is the gist. And yeah, you know, the. The plumbing crew has a, a party on Al's houseboat, which they mentioned that he had, and I totally forgot about until oh, yeah. just now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, they say they're going to have to hire some extra people to get the job done for like the big, big opening of Hollywood Hot Tubs, which is, you know, going to be their huge boom in business. Yeah. And we can tell that it's all leading up to this. And all of a sudden, Sean has like a very heartfelt moment where he, he offers a toast to the nicest bunch of people he ever met. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, okay. <laughs> kind of sure. kind of nice, but comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he, I mean, he makes up with Leslie, right? And they fucking. But not, not quite yet. I don't think. Not yet. Like I'm, I'm looking at, there's some, there's some stuff that happens in between this and, you know, the big Hollywood hot tub party at the end of the movie. Right. Uh, Jeff hires some teens uh, from downtown. 
Yep. And he makes them give him a finder's fee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh my god, how could I fucking possibly forget this scene? Um, okay, Jeff, yeah, I guess now is like has a crisis of conscience because he's happy with with oh, Pam. Yeah. So he tells Leslie about what he did to set up Sean. Yep, which causes her to like you know forgive him, but not before sending him out on a job to the Roman holiday baths for men. Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, as soon as I saw the name of the place, I, I had a note that's like, Oh, it's about to get real homophobic. I bet. Yep. And again, the movie like pleasantly surprised me. Like it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah. Like it's just a, it's just a, a gay club. Like, yeah. And Sean is just kind of like, Oh no, thank you. I'm just here to fix the tub. And yeah. the guys are just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, the, I, the joke is that they're gay, but they're never like, mean about it at all i guess well and I, ultimately the joke kind of becomes that you know remember sean's uh parole officer is following him around so follows him into this club mm -hmm. and then is subsequently seduced by one of the guys and apparently is gay yeah which that is was obviously crazy. fine like, the guy like pulls him into <laughs> the room and i was expecting him to be like oh no but he just is kind of like okay yeah <laughs> i was like huh yeah. all right yeah and then he proceeds to show up. This is, you know, going forward a little bit, but the <laughs> parole officer shows up with that guy at the Hollywood Hot Tubs party in the final scene. Yeah. They're just like together now, I guess. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Sure. Good job, movie, I guess. Yeah. You never see any penises. <laughs> nope. But I guess you never see any vaginas either, really. So I guess yeah. it's, you know, you see guy butts. Yeah. Lots of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, and then, you know, Jeff, uh, continues with his truth telling and tells Pam about sabotaging their place to get the deal. And she's mad and hangs up. And then Jesse sees this and, and he's like going to fuck up Jeff. Yeah. But then Pam's daughter immediately like gets Pam to like call Jeff back and like make up. Yeah. It's a whole big misunderstanding. Yeah. It's all just to get Jesse mad so that we'll have like some, you know, he says he's going to string Jeff up by his balls. Uh -huh. And then sits down on his motorcycle i guess he sits on his own balls like yeah. is that what happened there it's such a dumb little useless gag but yeah i remember that being like why is why is this happening mm -hmm. oh yeah and i took a note of like when cynthia is trying to convince her mom to forgive jeff she even stops bouncing her boobs for a second i was like whoa it that's must be serious that's how you know she's for real mm -hmm. she's not kidding around anymore yeah um but anyways, yeah. yeah, they um we have a sex scene with Sean and Leslie that's too fucking dark to see anything anyways. It's so dumb. Also, I hate the <laughs> I hate the the beginning of this like cuz they make up or whatever and then they're about to do it and Sean goes, "Can you tell me or pretend like or something? Like tell me it's your first time?" And I was just like, Bleh. like, Ugh, I hate that shit. Like who gives a fuck? Is that Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even I couldn't even tell what he said because I was like nothing that doesn't even make sense like what do you t yeah. I thought he said can you tell it's my first time oh did and he? I was like that would be like I have no idea like you were probably right but the what I thought I was like oh that's kind of an interesting like piece of like character development or something that would be interesting I don't know yeah but either way in any case <laughs> he has a weird line yeah and then you can't see shit for like I was like are we watching the crybaby killer again 
Yeah, I mean, it it didn't help that this upload is in 360p. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, it's but not uh, good. okay. And then it's it, then it's the afternoon of the party, I guess. Uh, yeah, and a lot of shit happens here, which I guess we probably don't have time to discuss at this we point. Don't. But I mean, it's it fucking is very wild. It's a Scooby Doo ass in like final scene. It you know, yep. Jesse yep. Jesse's mm-hmm. mad at Jeff because he thinks that Jeff fucked over his sister. Pam has since forgiven Jeff, so she's sort of trying to stop Jesse from like beating the shit out of him, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the main drive that's kind of going on. Right. Um, and the, we see... the leather the leather woman, Desiree, is there for some reason. Right. Um, yeah. Let's try and run down at least who is who all is in these. They go into like everyone goes into each room of the club a bunch of times. Yeah. Just doing random shit. So there's like one room with Desiree in it. Yes. There's one room with the teens in it working on the only hot tub that's not been like fixed yet. Yeah. And the teens that Jeff fills hired. up with like steam immediately. Yeah. And, and there's one room. Okay. Please explain this room to me. There's one room with a bunch of guys in it <laughs> who all have Polaroid cameras yeah. and, and they're just taking pictures of each other. And then anytime someone walks in, they go, Oh, flashers. Yeah. And I was like, is this supposed to be a joke of like, I think it's just a dumb joke. I, I really have no idea. I have no clue. Yeah. Because I thought that was weird too. Very strange. I could not wrap my head around that one. I think it's just a joke. Yeah. And then there's the, oh my God, dude. There's, okay. So a lot of shit is happening and we're just Uh like going along watching it. Uh And then at some point, a mariachi band walks in and I was I didn't understand what the dude, like I thought the dude was asking for like jalapeno poppers or some kind of food, but I guess some guy in one room ordered a mariachi band to be sent to his hot tub. Yeah, he ordered. I mean, he ordered like dip or whatever. And he he gave he gave, gave Crystal, I think, like a thousand dollars and said, like, get as much dip as you can get with that. Oh my and God. so she calls like this Mexican place. What I assumed and I could be totally wrong. But what I assumed was that the Mexican joint was like, this is such a big order. Let's just send the mariachi. <laughs> I have no clue. Yes. Like but, when they walked yeah. in, I was like, did I miss something? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> just, a mariachi band just walks into it's the essential. scene and starts playing. It's uh, yeah. I, let me look around. Uh, there's a monkey at the party for some reason. There's a monkey, a real fucking monkey. Yeah. No. Yeah. A real monkey is there. Like in the movie there is there. <laughs> it's so um, weird. And then, I mean, we can't forget the last hot tub room, right? Mm-hmm. Has a fucking monster in it. <laughs> There's a monster in there. Yeah. There's a monster uh, in one of the rooms. It's very confusing. Right. I was like, is this movie about to take a turn? Wait, did you not know who that was? No, not right off the bat. <laughs> I, I I came to it pretty quickly. But for half a second, I was I was legit like, is there a monster in there? Like, is there a real the monster fuck? here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They like, you know, Sean gets called to the movie set, uh, for like some emergency job, and I guess for some reason, the actor guy we met earlier, Edgar Blood, gets in the back of his car and is driven with him back to yes. the hot tub place, and then goes into one of the hot tub rooms because he's such a method actor or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know, and he starts attacking people who go in there. Yeah, and he's in one of his giant monster costumes, you know. Yeah. Um, let me just look and see if anything else insane happened. I mean, a bunch of stuff does, but 
yeah, I have a note that it's all very Scooby-Doo, like you said. Yeah. Oh, some guy's walking around with like a canoe paddle and yes. and he ends up knocking Jesse out. And then and then the actor guy drags Jesse into the room and like they get in a big fight and the mariachi band is playing and then everything reaches the crescendo. And the hot one of the hot tubs that the teens were working on explodes. Kind of. Yeah. I Yeah. Mm, OK, sure. Is that a thing that can happen? I guess. I don't know. I did it. It. it, it it all everything goes wrong people are running out uh the actor mr blood or whatever mm-hmm. comes out of the room in his monster costume and scares everybody off it's yeah you know it's very silly mm-hmm. and then you know everyone's run away their business is theoretically ruined like uh they don't really talk about it at all because it just yeah. cuts to the two main couples leslie and sean and jeff and pam are now in their own hot tub together and um you know, it stops bubbling. They joke. Jeff and Sean are like arguing about like, oh, I think this is the problem. And he's like, oh, I think this is the problem. Uh-huh. And, you know, hilarious. The end. It's yeah. I mean, I don't even remember what happens with Jesse and Jeff. Somehow, you know, I guess Pam is able to communicate to Jesse that Jeff is OK and not to string him up by his balls. But I guess or maybe he got yeah. killed by the actor guy. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, all of this goes to show you, you never see any of those characters right like the last sequence the whole the whole last sequence is really just like spectacle and comedy and absurdity and just like nonsense it's not really mm-hmm. important what happens yeah it's a lot of fun and it's a lot longer than we just made it seem yes it is yeah i don't, I don't know oh yeah we didn't mention by the way everyone this movie is an hour and 45 fucking minutes long <laughs> yeah i i didn't notice that when i chose it i thought it was gonna be like an hour 20 tops i know i know um oh my yeah God. yeah that's pretty much it um <laughs> it, it is it is long for for the type of movie it is yeah uh but yeah and then and then we're treated to some like animal house style you know this is where this person ended up oh yeah and they're all like kind of funny i'm looking at them now i wrote them all down and none of them like yeah doesn't matter yeah that's the end (laughs) yeah um as far as uh, final thoughts um there are parts of this that are really funny um some of them on purpose and some of them not uh Mm -hmm. i mean listen the acting is not as bad as it could be um is it is it a good movie though no like no um but you know it's it's free it's on youtube it's it's an interesting uh uh little time capsule of tits and slapstick um yeah so if that sounds like fun to you (laughs) then sure i guess watch it What, what do you think i think out of all the ones we've done this is the one and i know we say this constantly but this is the one where it's the most like if you want to see this type of thing you'll probably enjoy it but if you don't yeah. you definitely won't yeah and I, I i kind of am glad that i chose this one because i feel like it is a good example of this type of movie yeah like it wasn't i enjoyed watching it you know i i can't i can't really say anything other than that like i had a good yeah. time but i knew what it, i knew what i was going into yeah, my my main gripe about it is what I just said is that it's fucking it's just too long. Yeah, I feel I mean, like I would like it a lot more if it was 20 or 30 minutes shorter for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's Hollywood Hot Tubs, guys. <laughs> Somehow um, it's on YouTube. Yeah. So go check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, thanks for listening uh, this yeah. week. What are we doing next week, Zach? And so next week we have uh, how how to describe. We we sort of briefly mentioned them in one of our previous episodes of the short report. And it sort of got us interested in talking about them, you know, in a more long form and, and sort of addressing the idea that we had of like, what constitutes a short film versus a sketch? So we're going to be looking at the, some of the films, I guess you could call them films of anti Donna, the Australian sketch group. Um, More specifically, we're going to look at their series 1999. Right. So check that out. If you haven't uh, already, um yeah. come listen again next week we'll talk about those uh mm-hmm. we hope everybody again we hope you're all you know staying safe out there yeah uh watch some movies stay indoors um, wash your hands yeah wash your hands subscribe and give us reviews and, and let us know what you think wash your hands in a hot tub oh god <laughs> not not in these hot tubs <laughs> not, not there at all. oh no they're gonna be dirty Thanks, guys. Uh, We'll see you soon. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye.